Welcome to the You Got This podcast, featuring authors Donnie and Sandy. We invite you to settle in, open your hearts and minds, and be inspired to trust and present hope in the Lord. When you allow Him to lead the way, you got this. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome episode of You Got This with your host Sandy and Donnie for your new life ministries. I just want to uh, take the time and say it's finally summer, parents. It's finally summer. Your kids are out of school. So what exactly are we doing with our kids? Are we putting them in an after-school program? Are we working with them on their studies as they're out of school for these next uh, two and a half months? What are we doing as parents to train our kids? What are we doing to spend time as a family? Are you going on summer vacations? What are we exactly doing? This is what we're going to talk about today on You Got This. The title is Train Parent Your Child. Yes. Train your child in the way they should go. Pa- actually be the parent. You're supposed to be the parent first, right? Friend next. And that's where so much goes wrong. I deal with troubled teenagers on a daily basis. Uh, and it is it, it saddens me that they have so many troubles. We as parents need to learn to set the boundaries for our, our children. We need to discipline them. We we can't think about, oh, you know, that might upset them. Yeah. And if you keep doing that, they know how to manipulate. And they know who to go to when they want something. And they know the sad tears to put on their face. But are you really doing them justice? Because children are not born knowing right from wrong. And... In the Bible, in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 4 through 11, it says, My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens and, and scourges every son whom he receives. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as sons. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? But if you are without chastening, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. Furthermore, we have had human fathers who corrected us and we paid them respect. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the fathers of spirits and live? For they indeed for a few days chastened us as seemed best to them. But he for our profit that we may be partakers of his holiness. Now, no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, afterward, it yields a peaceful, peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Children are not born knowing right from wrong. You have to teach them. And you can't worry about, is it going to hurt their feelings? Because sometimes, yes, you have to. But it is for their good. And if you keep letting them get away with anything they want to then they're going to expect it when they get older and that's going to land them in jail you must discipline them but do it out of love not of hatred it says in colossians three twenty one, fathers do not embitter your children or they will become discouraged so there's a difference between disciplining and abuse but they still need to be taught are you teaching your children and also when you're teaching them right from wrong you also got teach them that they can come to you when they have issues you should be an open book 
talking to your kid, dialogue back and forth. But sometimes what they have to say is relevant. You should listen to them. Sometimes they have emotional issues at school. Yeah, you might, oh, this is just kindergarten nonsense. But sometimes that kindergarten nonsense is important to them because they're, they, they're living the situation. You've been there when you were in, you were in high school, too. You, were, you had going to high school just like they did. Or you went to elementary school just like they did. You wanted your parents to listen to you. Well, it's about time for you to allow your children to listen, uh, you to listen to your kids the same way. I mean, look at that, uh, 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 that uh, the mother and daughter uh, duo that, that her mother just passed away, Naomi and Wyona Judd. She went through the exact same thing with her kids as her mother went through with her. And they actually split, uh, they didn't actually uh, went their separate ways. And Naomi, uh, which her name is Diane, I mean, Christine, right? You don't remember what Naomi Judd's real name is? Yeah. Well, I think it's Diane. But anyway, she, when she back in the 50s, she was growing up in a small town in Kentucky. Her mother went through heck with her because she got pregnant at a young age in high school. Her mother banished her. Actually forced her to marry her husband, which they later split up. Who knew that Who knew that was going to happen, right? But the point that remains is she had the same exact problem with her daughter as she had with her mother. History repeats itself. That's all it is to it. We got to know that. History repeats itself. So you have got to listen to your children. It's like you wish your parents would listen to you. Yes. And to what seems like it's not important to them, maybe very, you know, not important to you, maybe very important to them. You know, they have feelings. They have things that are big things to them. And don't brush them off because it's just not a big deal to you. You got to be there for your children. You got to love them and discipline them. This shows them that you love them. And you must be there for them, not your nanny. Not all of us can afford that. Yes, you have to work. But then when you come home, you're the one that needs to be there for them. You're the one that needs to parent them and nobody else. And when children go astray, something happens somewhere and they didn't get listened to. And people may say, well, where is God in all this? Well, bad things do happen. People use their free will given to us by God to the disadvantage of others. And God cries when this happens. He will talk to them and guide them to do or not to do something. But it is up to all of us to heed and obey or ignore in rebellion and go our own way. And when this happens, other people gets hurt. But see, God does. He does tell you in that whisper in your heart that everyone says it's your conscience and so he does tell people and if he took free will well he'd have to take it all away he doesn't want robots and we don't want robots we don't want to make somebody love us we want them to love us for our own free will isaiah thirty thirty says the lord will cause people to hear his majestic voice and will Make them see his arm coming down with raging anger and consuming fire with cloudbursts, thunderstorm, and hail. See, it says he will cause people. That doesn't. It doesn't say he will cause righteous people. It says he will cause people, and so that means he talks to everybody, and he will cause anybody to hear his voice. Are we listening to him? Are we disciplining our children? Are we spending time with them? In the Bible. Eli, one of the Lord's priests, his two sons were, were put to death by the Lord because they were misusing and treating the offerings with disrespect. 
the Lord went and in he told Eli about this. Oh, and he went to them, but it wasn't enough. And they ended up paying a high price for disrespecting the Lord and disrespecting his offering, the offerings the people made to him. So are you going to really discipline your children where it makes a difference? Or are you going to say, now, now, Susie, don't do that. How is that? How is that really getting through to her? That's nothing. And I don't mean beat them. No, but I mean discipline them in a way that it makes them put them on restrictions, Lord, and, and take their video games away. There is always ways that you can discipline your children without being abused. And sometimes when they're small, yes, you need to spank their little behinds when they're little growing up. But not beat them that there's a difference. I got spankings when I grew, you know, older, and my mom and dad loved me. They were good parents. And look where I am at today. No, there is a difference. And you need to start being the parent to your child, not society. Who gave them birth? You or society? Oh, mind all this is. <laughs> Parents need to start becoming parents again. We have got too many kids out there raising heck, causing trouble, and they're going around thinking, there's no consequences for my actions. I mean, heck, the criminals right now are running the streets. They're breaking into the stores and things like that with no consequences. They go to jail one night, 24 hours later, they're out on the streets. Whose fault is that? The world and the parents. Parents, as simple as that. We have forgot who God actually is in this world. We need God back now more than ever. And that brings me to a verse that um, my wife just showed me. For I have known him in order that he may command his children and his household after him, that they keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice, that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. Genesis eighteen nineteen. Remember that verse? diverse to think about but the bottom line of all this is parents are we going to start listening to god and knowing how to raise our parents in church i mean raise our kids in church taking taking them out to eat maybe every now and again or on a family vacation in other words spending time together as one yeah so this um brings us to um a book that we have just released and it's on our website yournewlifeministries.org it's called marriage god's way and in chapter 12 we are going to go through that one chapter actually and it's on family time because that can get in the way of you know your marriage and you need to present a united front so it is very important to remember to do things god's way Daily life, family time, this is an area that is really important to your marriage. You need to schedule and make time for family time. Make it a priority. You need to make time to be there for your family and to be available when they need to talk. As Donnie was saying earlier, that you need to listen to them, even if you don't think it's important. It's important to them. And, and don't think they're too young to understand stuff, because they may understand a little bit more time than you think. You need to instruct them about God and about what faith is. You need to be available to do things together. You cannot get this time back. Leave no regrets. Set some boundaries between your work life and your home life. 
and don't fudge on them and even set boundaries with your children on what they can do and what they can't do, what you will allow in your home and what you won't. Because if not, one thing will lead to another and it will get out of hand. I know that there is nothing better for them to rejoice and to do good in their lives. And also every man should eat, drink, and enjoy the good of all his labor. It is a gift of God. You see, God wants us to have time with our families. Yes. So don't you want time with your family? God wants us to have it, but don't you? Or do you? That's something to think about. You got married and had a family for a reason. What are you doing to keep it together? Food for thought right there. What are you doing to keep it together? Here are some things to consider. One, make time, obviously. That's the biggest one. Make time during the week together. Talk about the day. Make time for your extended family as well. Moms, dads, brothers, sisters, and so on. That should be the number one and most easiest. Two, prioritize your work life and work and life issues around your family. That might be a little tough because you get home from work kind of tired. The last thing you want to do is talk to anybody. But that's obviously the perfect time because everybody's right there getting ready to cook dinner, eat dinner, so on and so forth. So what better time after work, come home, listen to everybody's day, so on and so forth. But three is you need to set boundaries, as my lovely wife just said. If you plan to be at an event, that comes first. Don't let work get in the way. You might have to tell your boss, well, can we postpone that a little bit? And uh, four, leave no regrets, as she just said as well. You don't want to regret not showing up for your kids' uh, doings at school or doings at church and so on and so forth. Five, work is not more important than your family. We should all have that ingrained into our, our subconscious. Work is never more important than the family. But sometimes work sometimes gets in the way. Well, that's when you got to learn, uh, is again, prioritize. Especially when it comes to their baseball, soccer, football, and for girls. Their recitals, etc. He who troubles his own house will inherit the wind, and the fowl will be the servant of the wise heart. Proverbs eleven twenty nine. Six, keep your promises. That should be pretty easy. You make them, so you might as well, you should, you should be able to keep them. Do uh, seven do trivial things with them, like helping them with their homework, ask them about their day, listening to their troubles, like I said before. And eight, teach them right from wrong. This should be common sense. Teach them right from wrong. That should be ultimately common sense. Just don't just discipline them. Explain why and teach them according to the Bible. Do you know the Bible? Well, that's where you go to church and learn about the Bible a little bit. Talk to your preachers. Get some ideas. Things like that's not hard. You just got to research. Train up your child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Proverbs twenty two six. Yes. So you can't get these times back. I had a son that was killed at the age of sixteen, and I'll never be able to spend any more birthdays with him. I'll never be able to go any to any more soccer games and baseball games with him. I'll never be able to get any of those times back. So when your boss tells you and you already promised that you're going to be at your son's baseball game, you be there. Because God wants you to put your family first. You will not get that back. And if you constantly do that and you become an absentee father or mom while living at home, what is that going to speak to your kids? It will speak volumes of they don't really care about me. But if you are always there, that on the other hand 
will speak just as much volume to them as how much you do love them. They need to know that they are important to you. Yes, you need your job to provide, but you need your family. And if you don't have them anymore because you're always gone, what were you working for anyway? Leave no regrets because you will not get that time back. Teach them about the Lord because they will come back to it if they stray. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. And you shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way. And when you lie down and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. That's Deuteronomy 6. Verses 4 through 9. Above all, you need to teach them how about how important it is um, to have faith in God. Yeah, so we're going to continue on with these different ideas after we get uh, come back from our break. And we're going to play a song for you called Courageous by Casting Crowns. All right, be right back right after this. We were made to be courageous. We were made to lead the way. We could be the generation that finally breaks the chains. We were made to be courageous. We were made to be courageous. We were warriors on the front lines, standing unafraid. But now we're watchers on the sidelines, while our families slip away. We were made to be courageous 
Hey guys, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that song by Cassie Collins called Courageous. Get back to this list here. Number nine, take walks, go to the park, play ball, and when they are small, let them tell them stories and read to them. Ten, schedule regular family outings and let them take part in choosing what and where to go. That sounds like a pretty good uh, family thing right there. Eleven, look for community events to do. Most of the time they're free. They're just around town and they'd be fun to go. And obviously, 12, go to church, become part of it, take regular part in church activities and events, and let, and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works for not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, and as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much more as you see the day approaching. That's Hebrews 10, 24 through 25. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day in whom you will serve, whether the gods which your uh, fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua twenty four fifteen, Men, you are the head of the household. And it's up to you to be the example for the rest of your family. Set the example, one of love, one of boundaries, one of that shows the, you're going to be there for your family and that you want to spend time with them and you love them. Help them become secure because this will help your children to grow up confident that they are loved. Just look at the news of everything that's happened and especially some sad events that happened here lately in Texas. Look at the news of what happens when children are not loved, when they're not disciplined, when they're not heard. It's rampant everywhere. But when you love your children, when you discipline them, when you teach them right from wrong, when you are there for them and you are there present with them, not just there, but at work or there, but reading the paper, make time to spend with your family. You won't get this back. Make time to set the example that you love the Lord. Because don't just take them to church. Go with them. Because what you set the example for, they will learn from. If God isn't important to you, why should it be important to them? And don't be afraid to worship in front of your children. Your children look up to you and they will imitate you. What? image do you want to show your children of who you really are for this reason i bow my knees to the father of our lord jesus christ from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through the spirit of his inner man that christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. That you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ever ask, think, or think according to the power that is works within us. To him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. That is Ephesians 3, 14 through 21. See, God will do abundant 
you know, provide abundantly for your children and for you and your family, and he will protect you. He will lead you and guide you. He is your creator, and he is the one who died for you. He is the one that will provide an eternal home for you and your family. What are you trying to teach them and show them? Be there for your children and teach them. And here are some more. 13, have a family deep, uh, deep clean day in which the whole family takes part. Clean the house from top to bottom. Everybody's going to love that. 14, start a hobby pro or project together, like a, like a model uh, car or model train set or something like that, or Pictionary games on family game night. Who knows? Anything's possible. 15, schedule an outing in which you help the less fortunate, like going to this um, um, retirement community or something, going to like a, um, a nursing home or something. You know, just they, Those elderly people don't get very many visitors. Not at all. I mean, most times some families just leave their family, loved ones there, and and they just don't see them again anymore. So think about that. But uh, go visit the homeless on the side of the streets. I'm sure there's plenty of them around in your neighborhoods or uh, in your cities. I mean, the homeless have been running rampant here lately. Help them out. Talk to them. Find out what's going on in their lives. My church, my my wife's church, used to go and visit the homeless on uh, on sa Sundays or Saturdays. And and we took food to them, just, uh, spent time talking to them, prayed with them, and they appreciated it. Sometimes they're there by the choosing, or sometimes they're there by unfortunate events that happen in their life. You just never know. That this this is just a few fantastic ways to spend time together and teach your kids to have compassion for others and the less fortunate. Okay, and always remember a devout man and or and one who feared God with his household, who gave alms generously to uh, the people and pray to God always acts 10 to that's a good verse and I'm all, and the next one righteous considers the cause of the poor but the wicked does not understand the such knowledge Proverbs 29 7 blessed uh, be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus the Father of mercy and God of all comfort who comforts all us and our tribulations that we may be able to comfort those who are in trouble with the comfort with which ourselves are comforted by God. For as the suffering of Christ is abound in us, so consolation, sorry, I pronounced that word wrong, also abounds through Christ. Second Corinthians 1, 3-5. Yeah, so the whole purpose of this is maybe you, you have to give y'all a reminder to examine your own life. Are you spending time with your family? And if you don't have children, then your mom, your dad, your brothers and sisters, those around you that are important to you, because you can't get those times back. I've lost too many people in my life that I know this. And don't think you're going to have tomorrow, because I thought I was going to have the rest of my son's life. And I didn't. I didn't know he was going to go grab my keys to go pick up the dad to never return again. Do you want those regrets? Do you want those regrets? And don't put it off till tomorrow. I'll, I'll do it next week because next week never comes. There's always something. And trust me, your children will value that time. Dads, take your kids camping and, and, and fishing. Build something with them. Moms, 
take your daughter on, on, on the fun, fun days shopping. Yes, I know guys don't like us to go shopping. But take them, take them to go have their nails done. Take them to go have their hair done and make them feel pretty. There's always something, even as teenagers, that moms and daughters can do. You will be so amazed at the difference it makes in your children's life when they see and they know that you truly care about them and you want to. It will make them confident young men and women as they get older. And here is another verse. I am sure you've heard the saying in the family that prays together stays together. Well, it is so true. God is love and he is the one that binds your family together. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection, Colossians 3.14. And Colossians 2.2 2 says that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love unto the riches of the full, of full assurance of understanding to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and the Father and of Christ. Keep God first always in your heart and in your marriage and in your family. He will keep you in peace and harmony and guide you through the tough times. He will teach you and instruct you in the way you should go on. God will help you to build a family created in his love, which is everlasting. Always remember that. Look at the, uh, this, is, this is by far my most admired family I've ever seen in my life. I used to watch a show all the time. It's called Doug Dynasty. If that's not a direct evidence of the family that prays together, stays together. And you remember that time when Phil got punished and suspended for saying the truth in a magazine and the left just went livid over it? Guess what happened? They suspended him and guess what the family did? They stood by him and said, hey, we don't do this show without Phil. That's all it is to it. We will not do this show. We will not invite you on our property. They film a commercial until he's back on the air with us. A week later, he was back on TV, and then they ultimately decided, you know, uh, it's time to uh, get away from this. So they ended the series after eight seasons, and uh, Silas side uh, just went on to do a music career. And right now they're doing a podcast together. You ought to check it out sometime. Yeah, so make cherished memories with your family because you will value them too. You can never get these things. I can't emphasize that enough. You can never get those times back. When you start putting it off, tomorrow becomes next week and next month and next year. And then you're gonna say, where did the time and the years go? Make time to spend with your family, train your child, be a parent to them because they're not born knowing right from wrong. And maybe how many, how many of these events that happen today, oh, I'm sure they still happen with good parents, but I know that they can decrease abundantly. If we start parenting our children, we start being present in their lives. All these bad happenings can decrease abundantly. And above all, if we teach them about God and we set the example to let them lead and to show them just how much God means in our lives. If he's important to us, he will be important to our children. Be the parent. Train your child in the way they should go. And closing in our last verse. 
Psalm 127. I love this psalm. Unless the Lord builds the house, its builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord protects the city, its watchmen stand guard in vain. In vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for bread to eat. But he gives sleep to his beloved. Children are indeed a heritage from the Lord. And the fruit of the womb is his reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. He will not be put to shame when he confronts the enemies at his gate. That is Psalm 127. Yeah, so in closing, always check us out at yournewlifeministries.org. We've got brand new books on there. We just published in the last couple of days. We've got a brand new calendar in there. And our 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 newly published book, uh, God God's Marriage, God's Way, I should say. And all the rest of our wonderful books that we have published over the years. Just check it out today at yournewlifeministries.org. And always remember, you know you got this when you let God lead the way. All right, talk about you later, guys. Bye-bye.